0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Smart Home Show. Today's guest is Ohad Zero, who's the head of the WeMo product line at Belkin. If you don't know anything about Belkin, you probably haven't been following the Smart Home. They're one of the, one of the hottest Smart Home DIY brands. They're an interesting uh, company, Belkin, and WeMo is particularly interesting. The architecture for WeMo is a decentralized architecture, meaning you basically can operate every single device, every WeMo switch, every, every light bulb from an app without a hub using Wi-Fi. Unlike a lot of the other smart home platforms you've seen come to market that use things like Z-Wave or other technologies, they actually decided to put, put Wi-Fi at the center, the center of their network. And that's not surprising, even that Belkin is one of the leading Wi-Fi router providers. They also own the Linksys brand. So Linksys obviously has been historically one of the biggest router manufacturers as well. And so Ohad and I catch up about what Belkin has been up to. We also talk about their new line of products that are connected in the kitchen they are working with a company called Jardin, which was a company behind the big brands, Mr. Coffee, behind Crockpot. And this year at CES, they announced those and just started shipping the Crockpot in August. And they'll be shipping the Mr. Coffee at the end of this month. You know, I talked to Ohad last week, and based on our conversation, I wrote a post in the Smart Home Weekly saying that the the Mr. Coffee is available Friday, last Friday. I mistakenly did that, so I always make sure I try to call out. Any errors I do, and I, so I just want to make sure I make that clear. The Mr. Coffee is actually shipping, I believe, at the end of October, near the end of October. The general availability to retail was announced last Friday, and that's the detail that I got tripped up on. But anyway, ohado was kind enough uh, to spend some time with me. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Belkin. As always, thank you for listening to the Smart Home Show. If you want to listen to more Smart Home Shows, go to technology.fm. If you want to subscribe to the Smart Home Weekly update, The Smart Home Weekly News that I write up every week. Just go to nextmarket.co and you'll find that there as well. Hey everyone, once again, thanks for listening. My name is Michael Wolf, and here's my conversation with Ohad Zira. How are you doing, Ohad? Doing great. Happy to be here. Yeah, I'm super excited to talk to you. We've talked before, but I wanted to do a catch up on Wemo because I think it's a product that is doing really well in the DIY segment of of Smart Home. You guys were kind of one of the early ones there. So I just want to get a kind of a snapshot of where you guys are. Especially because you guys are an- announcing a lot of new products. I saw. I think I just saw, or you've announced, but we're seeing stuff ship now. So the 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 Mister Coffee Wemo-enabled coffee maker shipped. Was it this week? Um, yeah. So we uh,
1: we we just uh, announced availability on the uh, Mister Coffee coffee maker enabled by Wemo, which is going to be uh, available on October 28th.
0: And I think a couple weeks before um, the the light bulbs, the smart light bulbs, which you guys I believe announced at CES, also. Did they start shipping as well? Uh, they did. They're uh,
1: available in store today, and we're getting uh, we're starting to get good consumer feedback uh, back on them. Uh, really happy with both those products to uh, have more approachable entry points into this home automation market.
0: You know, the announcement of the connected kitchen stuff, the light bulbs, that was I a lot of that was announced at CES 2014. So and I, so I I really saw CES 2014 as kind of a start of a broader vision for Wemo because you guys really started to announce a lot of different products is that would you say that's true
1: yeah i mean i think that was a real inflection point for us moving from uh, a few singular experiences to a uh, much more holistic ecosystem i guess i'd say further that uh, at its core you know when we talk about the internet of things right and the promise of that uh you know the the these large numbers get thrown out right uh Twenty trillion of this and however many billions of that. (laughs) I I blame Cisco for those numbers, by the way. (laughs) But you know, that's why we're. That's one of the reasons why all of us are so excited. And then, you know, if you think about that further, is to hit those kinds of numbers. We're not talking about five or six of the same product categories from the same you know a dozen to half, to two dozen brands right uh we're talking much more pervasive and a lot more variety and breadth of devices that are connected um you know as long as we have great approachable and kind of consumer need first entry points like the mr coffee coffee maker we're really happy to be introducing these new kinds of connected uh, experiences
0: so if we go back and look at the evolution of WeMo, it really started, uh, when I look at it, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you had a couple switches, um, you had a couple, I guess, connected plugs, if you will, and, and it just started to grow from there. So can you go back a little bit in time and tell us how it evolved, what kind of what the first couple of products were, and then how you guys started to evolve?
1: Yeah, our, I mean, our first, our foray was with a switch and uh, with a motion sensor, and we were really going for simplicity and flexibility with those first two, uh, two products. They're almost uh, building blocks, right? Uh, and to kind of construct your own solution. This is obviously very early on uh, in, in, in this market. And our focus at that point was on building learning machines, learning systems into everything that we do so that we could see how our consumers are uh, using our products and, uh, and, and that, in turn, would shape our next steps. So the very next product we launched, which is the Wemo light switch, was actually never on the original roadmap. Uh, we had the switch. We were surprised, uh, I guess in some sense delighted, by uh, the prevalence of lighting use cases uh, that people were using. And we knew lighting was going to be a big part of, uh, of the experience. We didn't expect it to be as big uh, as it was. And as we started diving deeper into that, uh, we, we saw this pent-up demand for an actual wired switch. And so that was, that was kind of an example of, uh, from a hardware perspective, live reshaping of our roadmap based on consumer usage. Now, there's similar examples on the software side. Once that light switch came out, uh, you know, we, we were able to see through the uh, IFT integration, uh, people that were using uh, weather.com and specifically sunrise and sunset timing on weather.com to turn on and off their light switch. Like I say, that's a phenomenal use case in retrospect, it makes uh, 100% sense. Uh, we probably wouldn't have thought of that uh, ourselves. In fact, we didn't when we launched our product. And even if we had, it likely would have come with, you know, nine or 10 other features that would have cluttered the experience and people wouldn't have used the same degree. But having these kinds of learning sandboxes, being able to see what people uh, are doing and want to do, and then building it into our software is kind of another way in which we're evolving the experience.
0: There's no doubt. I think that people who and companies who listen to their users and watch what they're doing and how they're innovating makes a lot. You know, that ult- ultimately makes the product better. And I I have to think. And I'll ask you. You know, you guys are coming out with your your maker based WeMo solution. Really, I think to allow uh, the people who are a little more technical to get their hand roll their sleeves up a little bit and innovate. Is it was that kind of the the line of thinking when you when you thought of the WeMo Maker?
1: Yeah, that's that's 100 right. Um, well, it's 99% right. So the 99% is we are looking for uh, that sandbox to see what are those emerging experiences, uh, what is it that we're not thinking about, or how can we do the things that we are doing better. The other 1% is uh, for my own job insanity, and it's the, why, Ohad, why don't you get off your butt and build
0: me a Wemo blank, right? And so this is the way to, to deliver against that. It's the Wemo fill in the blank, and then yeah. you can always point that kind of the the extreme edge cases to that one and say, do what you want. Right. And we've had some amazing
1: extreme edge cases, even without the maker. Uh, Some of these, some of these stories are just unbelievable.
0: So when I look at Wemo and I define, and I look at defining characteristics, I mean, I I see a couple things just really popped to mind. One of it, one of them is you guys are essentially a, a decentralized system, which stands a little bit in contrast to what you see a lot of the startups doing building around hubs. And then, Secondly, and this, I think, is partly or, or, or probably largely due to the Belkin and, and Linksys DNA running th- coursing through your veins. You guys really said we're going to center around Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi is going to be the, the connectivity in the home for the smart home as well as the home network. So can you talk about those both and why you kind of decided to go down that route? Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I'd love to. Um, you know, when when we first were looking into this space before there's any any product uh, or even any product on paper, uh, we really tried to understand uh, why these consumer jobs that you know, are loosely called home automation that have really been known and have existed since the you know, 50s or 60s. Right. Why they've never really gotten wide adoption. And of course, there's reasons like cost and technology, maturity. Uh, But at the end of the day, the hub kind of came up repeatedly as a real blocker, right? Because with a hub, we're asking consumers to uh, pay for a device that has no Inherent value onto itself, right? Mm-hmm. It it's, it purely uh, exists in order to enable other things to function. So not only does that introduce a uh, a cost hurdle, right? And and we know that these kind of cost hurdles, especially for early product initial trial, are really really impactful. It also introduces a shopping complexity. Oh, I need this to work with this device, but then it won't work with this third one. Uh, so I don't know what to do. And it also introduces a uh, an additional setup complexity of I have to first figure out how to set up the hub, then figure out how to set up the devices uh, that connect to it. And so with Wemo, we architected a solution that is uh, in its nature anti-hub. Uh, we chose Wi-Fi, and the reason we chose Wi-Fi is uh, it's there, it's it's ubiquitous uh, in our homes, and uh, uh, and and the infrastructure is therefore already there to connect to. It means we were able to create a device with a very low uh, hur- hurdle of adoption, a very low cost of entry. One more note on, on Wi-Fi is. This is the beautiful thing. I don't know if Wi-Fi will win in the long run the battle of standards for the smart home. Now, I do have uh, a lot of uh, optimism and belief in low-power Wi-Fi coming in and and filling a big need, but there's a lot of great and competing standards out there, whether ZigBee or Z-Wave, Bluetooth Low Energy or Thread, which is is emerging uh, recently. So – you know, I don't know which one will win. You know, one will eventually, right? In, in nature of uh, of standards to to do so, if if this is to become mainstream. The thing I love about Wi-Fi is it has legs. It's not going anywhere. Uh, Because no matter what wins in kind of this low power space, we're going to have tablets. We're going to have smart TVs, laptops, and everything else in our house that has the high bandwidth demands that Wi-Fi meets. And so for us, it's also a real future-proof technology, and that's something that protects our consumers.
0: I agree with you. Wi-Fi isn't going away. But when you look at other wireless forms of connectivity – what is the Belkin answer to, for example, um, Bluetooth smart, because there's a lot of interesting Bluetooth, Bluetooth technology coming out. What is the answer to, Hey, I want to connect to a Z wave. Um, can you, can, cause you guys have thought that through what, what's your answer for that?
1: Well, uh, our answers, uh, I mean, first I'll be, I'll be transparent. We're observing, we're participating and we're consistently learning. And so our answer today may not be our answer in a year, um, to date, there's places that Wi-Fi simply uh, doesn't fit in its current uh, higher power incarnation. Uh, one of those is, for example, uh, door locks. Uh, we don't have any today, but a door lock is not something you want to run power to. You need battery driven, and, and hence, uh, another technology is going gonna, is gonna to be used there. Um, a, a second spot is, uh, and there are some Wi-Fi light bulbs, uh, but when you look at the lighting industry as a whole, uh, they have gone out and said uh, – and to date have really adopted Zigbee as, uh, as a broad standard for enabling them. And so in that case, and we have our, our smart – we want smart LED bulbs, uh, we are using uh, Zigbee in that case. And we're doing it because that guarantees to our consumers kind of a broad experience set uh, and uh, many choices they could choose from from different lighting partners. You know, we recently uh, announced our first such partnership deal with Osram Sylvania, really uh, excited to be able to offer the Wimo users, uh, you know, great bulbs from, from such a high-quality, uh, well-known brand. Uh, and so uh, I guess circling back to the original question, uh, we look at all these standards. I would say that none of
0: them are perfect uh, today. Uh, and they're all evolving. So you guys, uh, you announced the Sylvania partnership at CS. You also announced, and we talked a little bit about uh, your kitchen stuff. So you announced a partnership with Jardin. And you st- you started shipping your, I believe, the, the Wemo Crock-Pot in, in conjunction with them, I think, in the spring or so. Can you talk about that rollout and how that's been received?
1: Yeah. So uh, the the, the uh, Crock-Pot slow cooker uh, powered by Wemo. Started shipping in August okay. of uh, of this year, and it's we've been uh, uh, together with Jarden, kind of uh, introducing it uh, slowly through uh, more curated channels. And this is very much a new experience, is right, a connected crackpot. Uh So uh, certainly not a product that we want to, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, it's not a stack them high and let them fly um, <laughs> k- kind of uh, kind of experience. And and I would say uh, to date the response has been uh, you know very positive. Now we get some questions on gee I don't know how I would uh, I would really uh, use this. Why do I you know why do I need to to enable this kind of experience? And I think uh, at its core, and this is something that we look for uh, with all of our partners. Uh, we have a big pipeline of, of partners that are waiting. Uh, what we have rejected so far is. Um, Companies that are looking to connect for connection's sake. And what we really look for in our partners is very uh, specific viewpoints about uh, and insights about their consumers and their behaviors. And with Crockpot, we have an amazing one. And this is uh, the parent who is out and about, who uh, just realized that soccer practice is going to run long or that they have to swing by. Uh, the bank, or the dry cleaner, and the routine has completely changed. And what this product does is it gives that user the ability to save dinner. And it's really those kinds of Wemo moments that, that we're really proud of, uh, and they really have to to experience in order to uh, to appreciate that value. And so uh, you know that kind of ties back to the the rollout that we're doing to make sure that we're getting the product into the right hands as this kind of education about what connected experience can provide to your life uh, as that kind of gets uh, further out there.
0: So you, you have a lot of products in the pipeline. Have there been any crazy ideas that people come out of the woodwork with that you just said this is not going to work? We we don't yeah. want to WeMo connect um, <laughs> the, the 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 water pump. I mean, is there anything kind of crazy out there? Well, I mean the the, the
1: the the there's a lot of crazy experience out there. I mean, not so much from the partnerships point of view, but it's from what people are doing in their own homebrew ways. Yeah. The long tail of experience is amazing out there. I have to share one. This is perhaps my my favorite. We have a product called the WeMo Insight Switch, and in addition to being a uh, you know a, a controllable uh, plug, uh, it also tells you how much energy your uh, devices are are drawing and. Uh, You know, in addition to just energy, what what it really gives you is also insight on actual usage. So we get some fun ones like, you know, I monitor my, uh, you know, my kid's Xbox time uh, using my Insight Switch or I get notifications when the laundry cycle is done so that I can go and put it to the dryer. My favorite one is uh, a gentleman that wrote us. um, He is a uh, Bitcoin miner. So he has this giant cryptography rig where they use all these uh, video processing cards uh, in order to, to mine for a virtual currency. Uh, he had actually set up this thing uh, connected to an insight. And so when one of the video cards uh, failed, he would actually notice the, uh, the energy drop. It would send him a notification – and then he would uh, he would run a script to recycle the thing. And it's so out there, but in essence we're helping him make money. Understand? I thought
0: I thought maybe he was every time he made a new Bitcoin he would flash the lights on and on or something on and off <laughs> like that.
1: Hey, that'd be cool too. I wonder how often he actually finds that. <laughs> <me. laughs>
0: That's pretty awesome. You know, I I think with the kitchen, um, having looked at that a little bit, there are a lot of requirements, you know, particularly when you're talking about things that heat up and, and get hot. So w- was there some special considerations you had to look at or was a little bit different um, kind of uh, fire or hoop you had to jump through as you started to move into things like partnerships with Jordan?
1: Yeah, I mean there's a, there's a lot of stuff that, that we've learned about, right? And that's, that's the beautiful thing about it as well as, you know, as – As Wemo, as Belkin, we have uh, insight on how do people engage with connected experiences with their mobile devices. Um, And we count on our partners to have a really deep understanding of how do people uh, use a slow cooker or uh, make coffee or, um, you know, what what are their behaviors when it comes to uh, heating and cooling their home in some of the environmental products. Uh, We certainly had to be careful of not incenting certain behaviors like, um, you know, it's it's considered unsafe, for example, to leave your food in the slow cooker and start uh, cooking it later, right? right? So we have to be aware of that. Uh, also, you know, there's concerns about, hey, it's a heater. What if uh, there's something kind of touching it or blocking it and it gets turned on? And the interesting thing is those are behaviors that people are doing now in a very, very, Unsafe way by kind of jerry rigging the system, right? Um, and so uh, what we what we do is enable much smarter controls of those, putting the the warnings and potentially blockers at just the right point.
0: Talked a little bit about the insights that you guys have. You know, I I know that um, as as is often the case with, with smart home folks, we'll start with a kind of a base, one or two devices and grow. I'd love to hear what the typical WeMo household looks like to start and how that evolves as they possibly grow into maybe additional connection points or d- additional nodes. Can you give, give us some color on that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the, uh, you know, this is obviously going to change a lot with the introduction of the, of the products that we talked about. So we're going to be learning, uh, significantly over the next couple of months, but some traditional paths, uh, the switch has been our most uh, successful, uh, broadly distributed product, uh, out there. So that's been a common entry point. And, uh, you know, a common place to move from that is I get a switch. I see how wonderful it is to be able to control uh, lighting with that. And then from there, I say, oh, well, there's some places where that switch doesn't work for me. Uh, and so I go into, uh, into a light switch. And we think, you know, now with the LED bulbs, that formula will change a little bit. They'll both be an entry point onto themselves as well as a, as a stepping stone. Uh, another really common entry point into the connected home. Is with uh, our our net cams, uh, so you know the ability to uh, kind of check in on your home or on your loved ones to make sure everything is okay, and that is uh, it's a little bit separate, but it just gets people thinking about well, what are the things that I can do when I'm not there, right? How do I stay in the moment when I'm actually uh, somewhere else or or disconnected? And so we see that as a as a very interesting entry point into the space as well, and uh, you know we're really. Uh, tracking and looking forward to getting some new insights uh, when it comes to our partnership and you know the, some of the Jarden products to seeing what kind of behaviors did those uh, enable.
0: Talk a little bit more about the NetCam. I know that a lot of folks who are in that, that particular device category are looking at it as a way to maybe grow it into kind of a true uh, more home awareness product. It could be the foundation of a true DIY security system uh are you guys looking to evolve your neck cam to kind of bring more features into it, bring more awareness or more sensors into it? Um maybe some motion sensing or or I just kind of hear like to hear what your thoughts are on how that could evolve?
1: yeah that's that's a great question. I mean, we do have motion sensing within the Netcam today yep. um, and uh, one of the nice uh, features is actually using that motion sensor as a Wiimo trigger within other Wimo rules. So can I turn on the lights when when motion sensed, or can I uh, provide a notification through uh, some of the Wiimo channels? Uh, in addition to that, uh, yeah, I think you know, video as a sensor onto itself has a lot of interesting possibilities, and of course the industry is is uh, is looking at that in a in a big way. Uh, in terms of uh, using it though as a kind of a Trojan for a hub, if you will, uh, I don't think we'll pursue that. We'll look to add other types of sensors and other types of um, contextual experiences uh, in and around the netcam. But in kind of keeping with the, the WeMo ethos, uh, we would do that through uh, different devices. And so we wouldn't try to pack everything into, into kind of one package. We just enable from a modular perspective for you to um, experience these different things in, a, in the app
0: in a singular way. What about facial detection versus – or facial recognition? Is that something you guys have given thought to
1: uh, yeah, but it's something we, we we're certainly uh, looking at and, uh, and and talking to uh, our partners about. Um, you know, I think the, uh, the 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 way these things mature is at first you you recognize motion, uh, then you start uh, identifying types of motion. Is it a is it a human or is it a pet? Uh, then uh, you know, after that, it's it's uh, kind of facial recognition, saying I see a face. Uh, the Whose face it is 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 kind of well beyond that, um, and I, I think it's uh, it's something that, that the entire industry will will move to uh, over time. But I'm not sure that will be the uh, leading the charge on that.
0: You guys were party or always part of the rollout this week. I we've I've got some pictures from a Best Buy in Minnesota by their headquarters. They started to roll out their connected home, uh, I guess centers, if you will, and Belkin was uh, well represented there. Um, can you talk about your retail distribution? and Kind of where you guys do a lot of your distribution, and then I, I would imagine you're doing a lot through Amazon, for example, for example, as well. So, how are people? How are your products falling into people's hands?
1: Yeah, that's no, it's a good question. I mean, it, though I can't get into the the specifics of of how they split out. Uh, you know, Belkin products are are ve- very uh, widely uh, assorted, and with WeMo, we saw a uh, you know a great demand from our retail partners. Um, and great partnership in the ability to uh, really tell stories on shelf and uh, educate people that are not so familiar with the space about uh, what it is that's going on. Uh, Amazon has been a great partner since launch. Um, and, of course, you know, Amazon, being who they are, are uh, have a, a very unique storytelling uh, ability. Uh, and so that's, that's proven powerful. Uh, Best Buy, uh, as well, has been, uh, uh, you know, for, for years now, uh, one of the original uh we will launch partners and a and a great partner since uh you know you called them out uh and, and they too have always have recognized that in this kind of new category, uh you do need to to tell a story. You don't put it in line and just uh you know uh let it sit there because people don't know what they're looking for uh at this point. And so, you know, we're we're really widely distributed out there. Um we, you know, we're we we have great partners in uh, telco uh, that that have done uh, a phenomenal job of, in essence, extending the mobile experience through, um, uh, through through WeMo by showing that these are the other things that your uh, your phone can do. Uh, We've have great partners in in mass. Uh, retail, uh, including Walmart, who are who are telling that story in an increasingly more sophisticated way, uh, and we've seen great success in in club and in uh, the office superstores as well. So it's it's out there broadly. The key though is uh, is telling that story.
0: Yeah, and certainly you guys aren't new to Best Buy. I I guess what they've done this week is basically or started to do is just have a more concerted and more broader connected home. And you guys have been there for a while. Uh, you were kind of one of their first real true smart home products.
1: Yeah, that that that's exactly right, and uh, uh, you know we're really happy to see them put this kind of dedicated focus on uh, on on selling and educating on the on the category as a whole. Uh, you know, we see that as a as a trend in retail. So uh, more and more retailers will be constructing these kinds of uh, destination uh, category sections. Uh, in the long run, they'll also be distributing further out because uh, you know when we do look at that. Uh, future, if you will, where everything is connected, then, uh, you know, of course, we'll, either these products are being connected. They're going to be back on the traditional shelf where they came from. But if you remember, uh, I don't know if you recall this, but if you remember there when there was uh, USB shelves, right, a section for a USB <laughs> yeah. products, right? And that was because there was an explanation of of what that was. And, of course, now uh, almost every electronics shelf has USB products on it. I I think we'll see a similar thing, but it may take uh, several years to get there.
0: And certainly when I go to, like, uh, the the big box stores, when I go to uh, these types of stores, I mean, you guys have been there for a while. And, you know, the router still kind of represents a good category. Uh, The Wi-Fi section is still pretty big. So, I mean, talk a little bit about the the relationship between – the what has you know kind of always been your core business with routers and and Wi-Fi with the Wemo side. I mean, and and are those d- does one kind of have a pull on the other? I mean, are you seeing your business grow because you have been established in the router space, um, and then technically long term, do you see some form of integration there? Yeah.
1: On uh, first to start, I think the the biggest thing is. Uh, we have a tremendous advantage in the smart home as a router company through the Belkin and Linksys brands. Uh, the reason is, uh, even from the creation, is you know through years of user experience in understanding how people set up routers, uh, where they run into issues, has allowed us to create a really, you know, what we think is a really simple and understandable uh, uh, setup and engagement experience. It also gives us kind of a real good view into how the infrastructure uh, side works, which means uh, we're able to uh, design into the Wemo product uh, something that's going to be more robust and uh, more stable in a wider uh, variety of network topologies. On the other side, being a leader in kind of these connected device space helps our teams that are designing next generation routers understand the types of uh, challenges that are going to uh, to occur for for routers and for home networks. I mean, if you think about routers over the last few years, you know they're. Primarily about optimizing, how do we get high bandwidth, uh, stable streaming, particularly of video, which is, which is even higher bandwidth, uh, kind of further and further away from uh, where the router is plugged in, right? Because now I have an uh, iPad or a tablet, and I want to be able to watch my uh, streaming video shows while sitting on the hammock in the backyard, right? So that's where the routers have been really focused on, on, on achieving higher and higher uh, power, uh, you know, and through, uh, you know, uh, AC and, and so on and so forth. Uh, as we get into this connected world, we're still having to fulfill that, prom- uh, that promise, that but the routers will also have to handle, well, instead of a dozen devices in the home, what about five or six dozen devices in the home? And a lot of them are lower bandwidth but have to be really persistently connected because they may be a video camera or a uh, window sensor or a door lock that you know you really can't allow any, any downtime on. So kind of that dual visibility has been, uh, I think, really, really powerful. I was only going to add to that is uh, – You'd also asked uh, if we see these things coming uh, together. And we talked briefly uh, earlier on in the conversation about emerging standards. And, uh, you know, eventually there will be a low power standard that becomes, uh, you know, the, the de facto standard for, uh, for the connected home. And when it does occur, I do see the, uh, the router as absorbing that, uh, that radio.
0: One of the things you don't hear a lot about with, with Wemo, but I know you guys have, um, is a cloud-based infrastructure and, and kind of a cloud engine as a back-end that powers a lot of the stuff. So can you talk about that story a little bit? And is that something that um, is a competitive differentiator for you? Because you know, a lot of times people just think about the hardware, but you guys have built a fairly robust Wemo cloud.
1: Yeah, no, we've built a a robust Wemo cloud uh, that enables this entire uh, experience to manifest itself. Uh, one thing we've actually done differently is make it uh, lighter than uh, I would say many of the clouds out there. And by that, I mean the devices themselves don't rely on cloud connectivity in order to continue to operate or even to speak with one another. And that's very important because if I have my house and it's connected and I'm counting on it for all these critical activities, whether they are my coffee in the morning or understanding when uh, – Um, uh, there's been, you know, motion or, uh, something's happened that's unexpected, um, or, or my lights turning on the schedule. I don't want any of these things to stop. If for some reason my router is disconnected from, uh, from the cloud. And so, you know, we've actually architected what we're calling a, uh, it's a distributed architecture where each Wemo knows itself, knows how it's supposed to behave as well as knows how, uh, what its relation to other Wemos and within the home are. And so if, uh, if the, the connection to the cloud ever goes down, uh, that system continues to operate.
0: It's self-healing in the sense that the ultimate can depend on themselves and not relying on cloud connectivity, but there's a richer, uh, more enhanced experience. At the, obviously, if you have a cloud backend and enables the interconnectivity between the devices and, and, and gives you kind of an instruction engine in the, in the cloud.
1: Yeah, that's correct. We we basically remove that singular failure point, which is the the WAN
0: connection, which you know in my house unfortunately goes down once in a while. Um, but those and- are ne- those are never using Belkin or Linksys routers, or at least they're, it's not their fault. It's always the service provider, right? Well, <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> I guess the last word, kind of the last question I would have is, you know, where do you see the Belkin? product line going um, and kind of, do you have any sort of, and you don't have to give us any real definitive thing, but I mean, I'd love to kind of hear what, how you see 2015 CES. Is that going to be another big kind of milestone event for you?
1: Yeah, I think so. And there, there's really, uh, there, there's two ways, two, two major uh, vectors that we're pursuing. Uh, the first uh, has and continues to be, to be the most approachable entry point as well as introduce additional entry points. And we will be doing that through our own products as well as through uh, additional partner products. Really excited about the new kinds of experiences that we can unveil. Uh, the second uh, runs in parallel is to actually get a lot smarter. And let me explain that. You know, We use the word home automation uh, broadly as, a, as an industry, but today automation means uh, easier control from a mobile interface uh, remote access, scheduling, and some Boolean type of rules, right? Um, when you think about the true promise of automation, though, it's, it's a lot greater than that. It's really about anticipatory uh, events, right? Knowing how to automate things around me uh, as I go naturally through my home life. Uh, for that, uh, we require a much higher level of intelligence and contextual understanding of what that home life uh, really looks like. Uh, that's, a, uh, I guess, a bit of a teaser, but a second and really prominent uh, focus area for us that we're going to be talking a lot about in
0: 2015. Ah, yeah, I can make some guesses here, but we'll leave that for another show. Um, Ohad, I really appreciate it. People don't know this, but Ohad is a brand-new father. So, yeah, I don't, Ohad, you didn't sound too tired. Uh, I, I actually, you didn't sound tired at all. You're doing great. And uh, I also am looking forward to the, the the newly announced Bitcoin Wemo Miner product you're gonna <laughs> you'll have at CES uh, based on this conversation.
1: Well, thank you very much. Um, can't wait to to get home and 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 get back to uh, my new daughter. But it's been a, a pleasure speaking with you.
0: Thanks, Ohad. All right, take care. So that was it. That was my conversation with Ohad. He gave some hints there what you might expect next year. So if you're a Belkin user, a Belkin fan might be a little bit intrigued there so we'll we'll see what's coming at ces 2015 which is just a couple months away i'll be there if you're going to be there let me know email at the smart home show at gmail.com maybe we can get together and as always once again thanks for listening to the smart home show go to technology.fm to subscribe if you haven't do me a favor if you if you listen through itunes give me a review i'd appreciate that and i'll be putting out the smart home weekly update in a couple days so stay tuned for that we'll talk to you soon everybody